welcome or welcome back to the Zero Lab podcast. I'm here with my co-host today. Co-host Jaden. And our lovely guest, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi guys, I'm Lulu. So today we're talking about creating in a cost of living crisis. So maybe you can just tell the listeners who you are, what you do. Um, I'm Lulu. I'm a singer-songwriter from South East London. Yeah. Obviously, like, it's been, you're quite young and it's been like early in your career. But like, how would you describe your journey in your career so far? I think um, it's gone a lot quicker than I thought it would be. Um, obviously, we're in the age of social media, which helps, I think, in my field specifically, because, you know, people want to know you've got buzz. And as long as people like you and want to listen to you, then it helps with the music, obviously. But in terms of the journey, I feel like, um, I feel like it's aged me a little bit. Yeah, you say I'm young, but I feel like I've had to um be a lot more matured than I would be allowed to be especially in the field that I'm in there's a lot of business that I have to try and stay on top of um on top of um so yeah I, I would say that's a journey that ages you yeah interesting like can you go a little bit more into like what it is that you feel may have aged you is it like challenges or I don't know like you said like the industry you've had to like stay on top of like business things mm -hmm. like can you go into that a little bit more I think it's just understanding so obviously I'm with an indie so it's important that I understand like what I've signed and the commitments that I'm agreeing to um and I think also trying to um manage um the part where it's like a passion but at the same time you want to earn from it as well so putting a price and a value on your art um, to ensure you, that you can live in this economy. Um, I think that's been something that has had to be in the forefront of my mind a lot more than usual. Like I'm not like a hippie that's, you know, freely <laughs> doing what I love. Yeah. Like I have to be a bit smart with the decisions I'm making. So, yeah. It can become like quite serious quite quickly, I think. Literally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Some Nothing's people. funny anymore. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Do, do you think that's affected how you like, how you like view the music industry then? Because like, a lot of people obviously they do it as a hobby or they do mm. it for fun and then now they want to try and pursue it as a real kind of vocation. Yeah. Does that change kind of how you feel about it? I Is think it? sometimes it can because it's like, <clears throat> it's like any job that you you take eventually at that point, right? It's like committing to it, even though the hours are like long or sometimes inconvenient. You know, I go to different studios in different locations that are sometimes far from me. And it's like, oh, you know, you're trying to still find the passion in all those maybe long journeys that you're taking on route. So it's 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 been difficult to... Um, I guess find the love every time that you know you feel it sinking. Yeah, yeah. You like I understand that if something becomes your job, it can mm -hmm. be quite hard to like keep that love, as you were saying. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier about like you have to like put a price on your art mm -hmm. because it's a job. Yeah. Like how how do you even go about doing that? Like especially mm -hmm. like economy and everything that's going on at the minute. Like how do you even go about doing that for yourself? I think um, definitely a lot of research in terms okay. of um, maybe look at like food, travel, take into consideration, you know, your expenses properly. And then you know that your value has to be like at least significantly more than, you know, your expenses so that, you know, you're not living from paycheck to paycheck. Um, and I think that's been hard. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, when you do something you love, it's not for the money. and it's a bonus if you're earning from it, but you do it 
irregardless of someone paying you, but it's having to be realistic and look into your finances and probably understand the market and maybe you have to pay for rent to take into consideration that, you know? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things to look at that's away from the art that will help you kind of put a value on how much you need to survive essentially. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people might, they might assume it's quite a glamorous kind of profession, right? Oh, You're like course. traveling, <laughs> doing shows, you know, you've got crowds coming out to see you, but mm. it's not always, you know, the the fun side of things. Like you said, you've Definitely always got to keep in track of your expenses. And like for a lot of people, they've, they've probably never had to do that if they're employed, you know, in a regular job, but yeah. like keep track of all these things that they have finance departments for and, you know, management and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So how much of that do you think you've had to kind of learn along the way in that kind of business side of things? The question is, have I ever learned? <laughs> have I even learned to be honest I'm still reckless with my spending but I feel like with every like low point where I'm like oh my god I've spent too much and it's scary now that you know suddenly like financial insecurities coming out I feel like you have to uh, feel oh my gosh I feel <laughs> like you have to take into consideration okay maybe you're spending a bit too much I think that's where the mature aspect comes in yeah it's realizing that sometimes you have to make sacrifices so that you can like you know, travel to places. Maybe it's cooking at home rather than like eating out when you're outside. You know mm. what I mean? So it's kind of learning that along the way. And I, I don't think you should feel guilty for not understanding that straight away. Like you said, some people have that comfort of a full-time job and yeah. they know what their salary is and they can work that out, you know, how much they should spend. But some of us, you know, we just come into this without not enough information about like how to spend. And yeah, it's something that you have to learn along the way, but you have to, yeah, value it and see it as important before you can really learn from it. On on that whole bit and creating and how money's tied up in it and you can't mm-hmm. separate the two. Do you think there's like a barrier to entry, like a monetary barrier to entry in like any creative field? Because like for music, for example, you need to pay for like studio time yeah. and things like that. Um, but then on the other side of it, I know that you did your music video for free, like you mm-hmm. did it for nothing. Yeah. So you can also be quite money savvy and then that can also add to, I don't know, like the the intrigue of the music or mm-hmm. things like that. Like, do you think that there's a barrier to entry or do you think that people can just make, like bootstrap it as it were? I think there are barriers, but there's always ways to play around okay. with it. And I mm-hmm. think that comes down to um, not being afraid to work with what you have. I feel like, especially in my industry, like you said about the glamour and stuff, people want to rush to get that. And they feel um, pressured to make sure that they're, you know, their music videos are high budget. The the fits, you know, are clean. It's Balenciaga. I don't even know the fashion brands, but yeah, (laughs) it's all them high end stuff. And I feel like, don't be afraid to work with what you have. Um, I mean, the little, the little that I had, I I worked with and it's helped me um, progress. And I think I'm progressing in a humble way. I'm not too far ahead of myself. I'm, you know, trying to stick with what I have and make it work. And I think there are ways you can bypass it, but it's going to take like a team, you know, it's going to take people, um, that you'll meet along the way to help you. You know, I didn't do it by on, like I didn't make a music video for free by myself. Mm. I had a creative director at the time who helped, who sacrificed his time. So I think it's all about working together with the right people. Um, and yeah, then you can eventually bypass all those monetary um, barriers. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like there's like almost a law of diminishing returns with, with uh, like the music industry, for example, where it's like, as long as you've got like the basic things that you need to create, when you add on top of that, that's just like extra stuff that you don't necessarily need mm-hmm. to 
get the biggest amount of traction. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they start out, maybe in the creative industries or specifically in music, they have these kind of grandiose ideas around what it's going to be like, right? And, mm-hmm. and what being a full-time musician is or a singer-songwriter is. But how do you feel about where you are now in, in kind of relation to when you started and you had your aspirations and your goals about where you want to be? I think one thing for me is I try not to... It's so bad, but I don't have like crazy aspirations because it's, I think for me, it's a blessing to even be in the position that I am all the time, like to be able to do music, um, to have someone who's, you know, paying for all of that stuff. I think it's, it's, it's a blessing to have. And I, and I always try to, um, kind of compare it to where I have been, whereas like, I didn't have that, um, I didn't have that, the luxury Mm. when I started. So it's like, I think there's a level of, okay. You know, you, you, you want to win the Grammys. You want you want people like 10 billion streams on your album. I don't know how people might assess their growth. But for me, I think it's always looking at, okay, the fact that you can do this in despite of like the economy we're living in and yeah. the environment that we're living in, there's still something to be grateful for. And I think that's how I balance, you know, um, my aspirations with my current positioning. Yeah. 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 I suppose like on that idea of, you said obviously you're blessed to mm-hmm. be able to even have the opportunity or the luxury to like be creating music and to have someone paying for that. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you need to keep that in mind when you're making music? Are you, like, is the art entirely just what you want to make or obviously like you need to put food on the table mm-hmm. and it's got to pay. So mm-hmm. does that come into the art making process as well or the music making process as well? In terms of, um, like wanting to create bangers, like that thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so like, I can, you, you hear about it, right? <laughs> so can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. hear about, like, so, like, selling out. I'm not saying like, anything like that, but you hear about <laughs> certain people. Sold out. I mean, <laughs> the boot fits, man. Sign, sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you, you get, like, these, I don't know, underground rappers and they yeah. make a radio tune, which isn't that great, and then the whole fan base is like, what's going on, da, da, da. Yeah. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, how does that idea of making money come into when you're trying to make art? Mm-hmm. Or can you, like balance the two when you're actually doing the making of the art do you know what I mean I think for me uh, it doesn't really like it's not the first thing I think about when I'm writing a song and I think that's a good thing because then that's when like I'm putting my heart into it and not my like mind and you know what I can get because I feel like um what I get from art already is you know it's fulfilling and I think that's enough and sometimes that is a naive mindset because you know like I said um, in the world we're living in, it's very difficult not to think about like the money aspect of things. Um, but I would say that's not the something that's on the forefront of my mind. But at the same time, I have people who help me decide which songs work and yeah. that's their job. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I don't have to think about if it's a banger or not. Like I love all my songs. Well, to an extent, <laughs> but I think when we're choosing to select what comes out, um, there's other people who think about the money aspect. So, yeah. So even in that, has, you, has there been a time where like you want to put out this song and they're like, oh no, we need to like focus on these ones instead or mm-hmm. like. Has there been a time? I feel like, yes, there has been. But at the same time, it's, it's one thing where I also choose whether I really, really like the song in the first place. Okay. Um, because that's important. Because for me, I'm someone that's very stubborn. So I can fight for anything if I, okay. if I really want it, you know, but mm. there's never been a point where they've never made like a valid excuse or reason as to why this shouldn't be the song that we should put out next. And 
as you progress, you also understand like, okay, how things are meant to kind of shape and work for you in terms of putting your best foot forward. Like, because again, that's up to them. Like my manager, who's also helping me decide stuff, he wants to ensure that I can live, do you know what I mean? And survive in this economy. And so it's important that I'm taking their advice too. When I said to you, like, it's not on the forefront of my mind. Mm. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Somebody told me recently I did the very first show. Who told you? And why weren't you there? How was it? How was it? It was good. Yeah, it was great, man. The turnout was crazy. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. Do you want more? More? Yeah. Tell okay. Us, man. Um, tell us yeah. Um, it's the first time I'd performed any of the songs, and for me, it was like a lot had gone wrong around it. Um, I was losing my voice. Oh. I broke my nail. Like, oh. I was bleeding, you know? Yeah. Like, anything that happens on a normal day happened. And um, yeah, I was very like nervous, I would say. But I think just going up there, it kind of it adds another layer to like why you love it, right? It's being able to share the music. But sharing it live is like a different feeling. Mm. And for me, it was like, yeah, it was just crazy. Was that like a like a validating feeling? Like seeing people that have come to listen to your music? Yeah, because I didn't think anyone would come. And I hope oh, no really? one would come. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, the room is empty. I'm cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. But yeah, people came. And I think for me, it just... I think it shows another side that I have to grow into. And like you're talking about like earning money, that's another side of music that, you know, um, it's important that you get better at just mm-hmm. so that you're in, um, increasing, you know, your income and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd love to be able to do more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you enjoyed like the live show experience and you want to do that more? Like being on stage I do I wouldn't say I like I love the nerves that I get right. but it's like you know when you're on a date and you're like you like <laughs> the person and you know you want it to be good so right. it's like those nerves isn't it where yeah. it's like yeah you want it's it's the the fact that you really want it to be good that's that's those type of nerves and I like those nerves yeah were there any like in doing the live show were there any like financial implications in that like um Obviously, there were things going wrong, like your nail yeah. and everything like that. But yeah. was there any like mon- monetary things that could have gone wrong as well? Not really. I think my manager budgets really well. Right. I mean, like he's always like, there's things we can save on to not, you know, put too much in. And then we had like money to use for the live show. So okay. yeah, it was pretty, it went pretty, a lot smoothly then. Um then what's it called for my first time yeah, yeah. it went pretty smooth yeah. to be honest yeah like yeah. i imagine it could be quite daunting like your your very first show yeah. mm-hmm. like you're wondering if, what's gonna what who's gonna turn up yeah. what's it gonna be like and yeah. you're saying these are songs you perform for the first time mm-hmm. like to, to an audience so mm-hmm. how was it managing the nerves would you say i think um one thing about me is i always um over what's it called overestimate mm-hmm. how badly things can go and then every time, like, it's all right. Like, yeah. it's just it's just okay. So I was like, I think, yeah, it was definitely, like, it was decent. It was very, more than decent. It was amazing. So, yeah. I feel like you hear good. a lot of stories of artists or music, like, actually, artists in any kind of creative field, mm-hmm. uh, anytime they're about to, like, release something or, like, put something out there, there's always the bit beforehand where you're like, what if this just falls flat or what if no one shows up? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's just, like, a an artist thing as well yeah. in general. Yeah. Like you just don't know whether it's going to be hitting mm. and then you're like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, but then I suppose also if you get like the gratification from just making it in the first place. Exactly. Then there's that, that yeah. side as well. Yeah. I think, unfortunately that does wear off though. <laughs> unfortunately, it yeah, off. it does wear off because yeah. you have those songs for a month. Okay. 
Yeah, my first song, I had it for a year. Okay. So it's like you are listening to it back and, and front and back, like literally. And so you, you kind of lose the gratification that you had from making it. And then what brings it to life is probably the music video that you shoot for it or like taking a picture of the cover, like stuff like that, that will make it more like reinvent how you feel about it. Um, but yeah, you kind of do lose the gratification a lot of the time. Yeah. That's interesting about that, that reinvention of how you feel about it. Do you mm -hmm. think a live show can also add to that reinvention? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you've definitely. got like a crowd singing the song with you, yeah, then that can yeah, add a whole yeah. other dimension Literally, to it. It's another layer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah 100%. How do you feel about social media? I feel like it's so important for self-promotion and putting yourself out there, but in context of being an artist and now using it as part of your job. What's your kind of attitude to it? I'm not going to lie. Oh <laughs> Funny thing is I started off with social media, but I think with time, I hated that I was starting to feel like this was the only way I was going to be successful. Like if I don't bang on TikTok, if I don't go viral, mm. no one's going to listen to me. And for me, because I started to think like that, I, I actually stopped like, you know, using TikTok completely because I was like, this is not a healthy way to view my music and view my career, you know, saying that it's all dependent on this one app. You know, obviously we've seen it change people's lives and, and it happens more and more so than it, it would have done like 10 years ago. Mm. But I think at the same time, um, chasing virality feels very dangerous, you know, and it, it makes you almost kind of, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> it makes you almost think about, okay, like, you know, I was saying about making money off a song. It makes you right. think, can this be a TikTok song sometimes? Yeah. And I don't make TikTok music. Like. I mean, <laughs> I've seen some people be doing TikTok music. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, you see, I mean, you see that all the time where it's like, it? you're chasing mm -hmm. the virality, you're yeah. chasing the money. So. And how to make this a trend yeah. and, right. you know, how do we make people use this sound? And I understand it's a form of marketing, right. but I don't think it should be the, the main thing you're banking on. Do you get yeah. what I mean? It's like, like, it's hard not to view your work through that lens, right? Mm -hmm. When you're always yeah. thinking about, okay, in the context of TikTok and social media and Instagram, is it going to fit? Does it work? Yeah. Are people going to respond? So, 100%, yeah. yeah. So yeah. with that, like, what, I mean, we've spoken a few, in a We've spoken about a few different ways mm -hmm. that you could like view success, whether it be monetary or it's just putting the art out there or it's the constant reinvention of the art or it's going viral on TikTok or something. Mm -hmm. What does that success look like to you now with the, the wisdom that you've like gained through your career so far? Mm -hmm. I think the success is people taking in my music the way I've intended them to take it in a sense where like you connect with the lyrics. Like, okay. I get messages from people saying, oh, I like this is so relatable and they're telling me their stories and stuff. And I think that's where the success element is because at the end of the day, you need consumers, you need people yeah. to listen to your music. Otherwise, you know, labels won't be interested. Brands won't be interested. Another way to, you know, I mean to like build your income, all of this is important. So it starts with, first of all, you loving your art. And then it starts with people actually receiving, you know, the music. Okay. Um, and I think that's where the success is, the people, <laughs> yeah. literally people, isn't it? It's like that closed cycle. You put it out, people receive it, want mm -hmm. more, you make more and then they exactly. receive it again. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice way to put it. Like having success is like more of like a communication mm -hmm. with other people rather than making bags, which yeah. we all want to do. Like, mm -hmm. Let's not lie. But I need, I want to roll in it. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Spending <laughs> lavish. <laughs> Manager, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yeah yeah mm -hmm. i feel like it's the community you know 
um, it's building that and that expanding and enlarging. I suppose that brought, brings in the live show as well. Like yeah. you can see your community exactly. like live and direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must have just added again to that like Literally. feedback loop, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, we put it out on, I think, Monday. And then on Wednesday, you know, we'd already oversubscribed. Wow. Literally, and then my manager was like, okay, only 60% of people would come because that's like the stats, right? But right. it was more than 60%, oh, really? literally. So, yeah. So you're going to need to like go go bigger next time? Like uh, We probably do. Yeah, yeah. we've said yeah. already. Yeah, it's okay. going to be a bigger venue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if you're listening, if you're listening, we can get people oh, down. <laughs> yeah, yes, please. Mm. It seems like you've kind of got your head screwed on in the in the music you're producing and and kind of being conscious of how it it could be affected potentially by these social media platforms but have you mm-hmm. noticed kind of in the wider scene a shift in kind of the style of music or content that people are putting out because they want to kind of tailor it to those platforms um oh i feel like we're in a we're in a what's it called day and age where it's more accepted to be vulnerable and so I'm okay. I'm seeing people um, actually telling their stories and telling the stories behind their music. And I think that helps. It's the authenticity, it's being genuine that people use to like push their art as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like, at the end of the day, if you're taking your art, you're accepting me. And it's important that you, you, know, you know the artist's story and you know where, the, where they come from and what has, it, has inspired the music. So I think mm-hmm. people are starting to use their stories a lot more to gain traction and to build their fan base and, you know, their audiences. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I'm struggling with, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. We're all trying. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, I'm just trying, trying to think about your music in general. Like, where, you, you know, you say, like, you want the lyrics to connect with people mm-hmm. and you like it when people message you about the lyrics. Yeah. Where... Like what kind of stories are you telling? Where do those stories come from? What 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 are, what are the lyrics talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the story behind the music? So for me, I guess it starts off with not having the places to talk about certain things, okay. and for example, like mental health. You know, it's it's rare that you have the spaces to talk about that stuff, and sometimes it is because maybe you're not seeking it or sometimes it is just the shame that's tied to mental health mm-hmm. um when you're struggling and suffering so for me it was like i want to be able to talk about things that i can't have a day-to-day conversation about okay. and i think that's what fuels my music it's also life experiences it's also um like struggles as a black woman um there's a lot of stuff like in my music that talks about that but um yeah i would say just life in general is kind of the the inspiration behind a lot of my music and my faith as well is really important and I put that in my music too yeah so it sounds like your music can come from struggle like adversities that Mm -hmm. you've had in in the past yeah do you think that given everything that's going on at the minute Mm -hmm. like music will be able to provide that kind of space like given the struggles that Gen Gen Z are going through at the minute do you think that music will be able to give Gen Z that space to talk about the struggles that are going through at the minute in future? I think it should. Okay. Uh, I think it will, but I think it's important that it does. Um, because for me, I'm not going to offend anybody. You know, I'm going to say this in the best way possible, but like we're talking about the, you know, the glamour of music. And I feel like 
there's a lot of flex talk in you know the music in the songs that we're listening to mm. um type of flex where it's like a lot of us feel pressured into you know consuming the music and then buying the products that are in the music or you know living the lifestyle that the music represents um and I feel like it's important that we are also creating the safe spaces where people can just be who they want to be and feel seen you know rather than put on a mask and hide you know or hide behind the money and the luxury that you know a lot of musicians are promoting and sometimes it is their lifestyle and that's not their fault you know 100 percent um but I feel like there's also a layer of what's it called emotions that everyone every human goes through that we don't talk about you know and I think it's important that musicians um step up to that plate and you know kind of open up that the discussion through music I think that's really important yeah so when like is there anything that can be done to make sure that or do you think there's anything that can be done to make sure that that vulnerability can be expressed through music through your creative industry Mm -hmm. I feel like um I take it upon myself to be as honest as possible and I take it on myself to share my story and so that others can relate to me mm. because I, I hate the idea of, you know, she's blown, she's gone and, you know, because i got a dog or something, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't talk about my life, do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, like I said, my music is inspired by my life and my feelings and what I've gone through and I take it like as my responsibility to share that in my art and then talk about it. Having that discussion is also important because it's like, I'm not just saying it in art, I'm saying it in my day to day, you know, Mm, like it's who I am. And yeah, I think it's important that artists find the part of themselves that they're probably shutting like down and suppressing because I think it's safety kind of not sharing too much you know 100%. you don't want to feel weak you don't want to feel exposed you yeah. know it's scary and so that is definitely a journey of the artist that they have to go through but i i've, I've fallen into this because i felt like i've had no other option you know okay. i feel like i need to let go of some of these burdens you get i need to put put it down in a tune so yeah that's that's it really yeah i think that i think that's a really interesting point because sometimes people bring into question the artist's motives and the kind of music they're creating. Mm-hmm. And people definitely question like, okay, if this person wasn't, you know, charting and, and, and making a bunch of money from streaming, would they be making this kind of music? But mm. for you personally, do you think that, you know, if money wasn't an issue and you were doing this purely for the passion of it, would that change the kind of art that you create, especially kind of when we're talking in a capitalist kind of context? I think no, because I feel like I'm already making the music that I want to make. Mm. Um, I I honestly can't speak for you know my future. I feel like I'm in a the setup that I have. I'm privileged to even you know make the music I want. But I think sometimes when you're an artist who is blown off of you know like I said the flex rap that I'm talking about, yeah. when you've blown off of that, then deter from that. You know, it's like you're almost rebranding, and yeah. that's not what someone has invested into initially, right? Do you feel like there's some pressure there, like to kind of keep being the artist you you are now because of that's how you've gained attention is there really i don't know it's because i do it now isn't it? i do yeah. it naturally yeah. but it could be it could be something that haunts me hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like your your art is not necessarily about like i'm going to talk about this topic or that topic it's mm. just you're going to be honest yeah. so as long as mm. you're honest the whole time then but sometimes you want to Sometimes it's like to only be honest, you have to tell yourself the truth, right? And sometimes we live in this like 
deluded, especially as artists. Like you live in, like you dissociate sometimes and you live yeah. in a bubble and you lie to yourself. Tell yourself you're making it, but you're not. Do you know what right. I mean? Like you tell yeah. yourself you're okay, but you're not. So it's like actually coming to terms with yourself first helps being honest in my opinion. And sometimes I struggle, you know, being honest with myself to then write the music I want to make. So yeah. Do you think there's anything to be said for artists like when you're first starting out and you've got like struggle and uh, and adversity, uh, so you can write honestly about that and it's quite like rich mm-hmm. and nourishing and you can have this connection with people. But then as you start to like do well mm-hmm. and kind of climb the ladder, you've got less stuff to talk about because you're, you, you, you're kind of making it. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a case for that? Or do you think you've always got struggles and adversity? The reason I'm asking is like Andre 3000 has spoken about this recently, mm-hmm. right? He's like, what am I going to rap about now? Mm. Um, and I don't know, I just thought that was interesting. And as you're talking about rapping, or not rapping, singing or making music about your struggles, ad- uh, adversity, do you think that the content, the amount of content that you can make art about will like diminish as you go forward? I feel like you always have problems in whatever stage you are in your life. Yeah, that's true. And I think success doesn't fix all the issues that you go through maybe your money problem problems yes but there's still character flaws there's still relationships that you can talk about there's you know even talking about other people's lives you could still you know do that and spin it off as your own I think with time you just you know your creativity matures and you find other things to talk about. You find vices, you know, um, things that will help you get to that point as well. Um, but yeah, I think I do worry sometimes. I'm like, what am I going to struggle by if I'm, if I'm good? You know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm comfortable. But like I said, it doesn't take away a lot of like the inherent issues that I have. Do you okay. know what I mean? And I think that would be the time to dig deep and kind of figure out what I want to say if there is anything to say at that point, yeah. So do you think that making music about like your feelings, as you were just saying, it's more like cathartic. It's, you're never going to like deal in inverted commas with those feelings and they're never going to be gone, mm-hmm. but it helps you to like live with them in a way. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. You've collaborated with your other artists and brands mm-hmm. in the past. How's that been for you? It's a it's an interesting world, I think. <laughs> no, for me it's like, okay, it's music, music, you know, but then it's not just music, music, is it? You know, there's other things to branch into. And I feel like for me, that's when I feel like what's well, how do I I think at that point it's like, okay, this is there's other avenues, which is which excites me because it's like I was saying earlier, um, I get I'm a singer-songwriter, but it's scary that it's all I do. Do you know what I mean? Because okay. I'm the type of person that likes to dip my toes in little little different things. And because I have curiosity, I have genuine interest in, in different um, areas. And it's like, as an artist, if you wear clothes that you like, of course you want to work with, do you know what I mean? Work with the brands that you like. So I think it's exciting that, that my career is allowing me to expand in different avenues and explore different um, different sides of the creative industry. Yeah. And like, again, I'm going to keep going back to like the same question. Like how much of that opportunity would come into your decisions? Not necessarily about like writing the songs, but mm-hmm. maybe into other factors. I don't know, with management or what songs are released when. And because like the creative process isn't necessarily, I mean, maybe it is. Is mm-hmm. it just, is it just making that song? And then that's kind of like 
what will be will be or is it it sounds a lot more complicated and a lot longer than that mm. um so how much those opportunities with brands or collaborations or anything do they play in your mind at all about that process within that process um not really i feel like at the level i'm doing it now it's not something that takes a lot of you know thought i think the main thing is for example like i'm doing an interview right now the main thing is i'm i, I carry myself well and i'm honest mm. um and for then that to translate into the music like there's nothing that's disconnected right what you get in my music is what you get in, in a conversation yeah. so i think that's the only thing that's important to me obviously they're a brand but i'm also a brand so how i'm carrying myself wearing their clothes it should be you know exactly the same as my music and the conversations that you have with me so yeah don't know if you want to say this, but any any dream collaborations? Any that you got your eye on? Just in case there's folks listening. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Probably um, Nike. Okay. Adidas. Nike, yeah. 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 Oh, I, Asics. Okay. I, I love you guys, please. <laughs> 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 I love you guys. Those shoes are too comfortable. You don't ask, you don't get. Literally, you know what I mean? yeah, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. How much of that do you think plays into like your strategy, like moving forward about, you know, your growth? Are you thinking about those collaborations like consciously or is it something that's a bit more organic and you just take them as they come i think um uh, I'm, I'm now trying to be a bit more smart and mm. like it comes down to aspirations like actually having them and then it will work out in like the music video that you make and then the styling for you know an event you go to or just you know every day-to-day -day, um kind of fit that you're putting on so i think that's where it has to come do you know what i mean into play where your thinking hat is on and you need to start thinking okay I'll wear these shoes there. Do you know what I mean? Or like wear this t-shirt there. And you know, that's how it will work out. But it should also not be like, what's the word? You're going out of your way. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like don't don't buy the shoes if you can't afford it type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get off Vinted. It's an amazing <laughs> place. Do you know what I mean? None of that full price. No one's yeah, doing that yeah, anymore. Yeah, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Get off Vinted. Get off Depop. I'm a champion for these lots. So yeah. Okay. Please don't break your, don't break your bank. So what, what are your like, goals and aspirations like right now i know mm. that they can change over time but in the position that your career is in at the minute what, what are you looking what are you looking goals towards and aspirations i think i want to do more performances okay yeah and i want to be a supporting act oh two uh, <laughs> if we're bringing it up i guess sure yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah i want to do more performances okay. i feel like connecting with the audience because i love talking to people okay, yeah. and i like to pretend i don't but i do like mm. because it's it's important to just hear people out i think i hate feeling disconnected to the people that listen to my music i hate feeling disconnected to someone that could potentially listen to my music music later on like i just love like in-person experiences and i think live is just an amazing way to showcase your music yeah and connect with people at the same time yeah mm. so more live shows yeah more connection with people yeah it's that it's that idea of community like like you said before yeah. and working with others mm -hmm. i think that's really important and is that something that you think you've been conscious of or it's something that's come as a consequence of kind of your music and and, and what you want to write about i think starting off i was really lonely and like pursuing music i had no one and i had to build that off of social media and so for me it's like i, I i'd hate for anyone to feel like I did, do you know what I mean? And which is why it's important that my music 
talks about all those experiences and then in turn it's like no one feels alone completely alone in their situation mm -hmm. because I've been there or I'm still there do you get what I'm saying so I think it's something I've been conscious <clears throat> about because I don't want the habit of everyone feeling like their dreams are so unattainable or like because they don't have the money they can't afford it or you know having like past traumas affect pursuing their creative dreams because that happens a lot and especially in my culture where it's like to do music is a taboo to do it full time it's crazier right. so it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean like there's so much that for me to talk about that I don't want anyone feeling alone in and I'm always open to have a conversation about it yeah yeah and I suppose we see that in your music and we see that in terms of like the community that you're creating around you mm -hmm. I wonder if we got a name for like, you know, you got like Beliebers. I've been thinking and, uh, about it. I don't know. You got a know. name for your followers. <sighs> the Lululemons. Oh my Lulu. gosh. So people have been calling me that, you know. <laughs> really? I don't know if I, I can claim that though, because that's a brand. I don't know if I can coin that. Link up. Yeah. Maybe I'll put Lemons with a Z on, on the end instead of S. Lulu. Just to avoid Lemons. Yeah, yeah. Lemons. Yeah. Lemons. Swerve some copyrights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that's so cute. I'm going to take that. Thank you. I'll send you the invoice. I'll send you the invoice. Oh, send you like, like, <laughs> oh gosh, no. 10%, 10%. <laughs> I think another thing we wanted to talk about is like, we're seeing more and more now artists are becoming more multifaceted and, and delving into different areas outside of just music. Mm -hmm. And so do you have any ideas around other things you want to pursue that doesn't necessarily have to be in music or just in other areas of your life that you think maybe can play into your I don't know. Like, I think that's one thing I've been trying to find because I, like I said, I don't want, like, obviously this is my job, but I don't want it to be all I can do and all that I have. Um, I think, I don't know. I want the music to help me help others. So maybe go into like um, charity, like or just helping other organizations. Um, also share, sharing my knowledge a bit more um, like in life and in like music. But I think I would like to maybe do something charitable, um, which is would be outside of music. So yeah, probably yeah. something like that. I mean, in terms of sharing the knowledge, like you've already shared some of like your experiences in the music industry mm -hmm. now anyway like you know emphasizing your team and how making your video you can you made it on like your phone mm -hmm. and you can still do that yeah so i don't know guidance in that sort of way could be quite beneficial as well i think yeah. there's a lot of people who could benefit from something like that yeah um yeah i'm, I'm yet to think about <laughs> it i don't know i think oh, it's hard because <clears throat> obviously in this day and age you can't just be i mean you can be good at one thing but eventually you kind of have to stagger into other things to, okay. you know, succeed. I mm. think, um, yeah. Like if you want like, to be a creative gosh, like, wanna, yeah. they just want that content. Yeah, literally. Everyone's a multi-hyphenate. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. I think, I think I'll find it. I'm not pressuring myself to, to figure out what it looks like, but yeah, I'll find it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I've got every confidence, especially is like you're, whole thing with music that's that's like the medium that you connect with people but mm -hmm. it's not the root do you know what i mean mm. like you're trying to like talk about like your experiences and like what you've been going through but that could like that could happen that can materialize in any which it's way it just happens that like you uh, you've chosen music yeah. and that's like your medium at the minute but you could do that in like an it's infinite number of ways. ways it's crazy someone's even like talking to me about Chain turning like a song I made into like a play or something like that. And I was so intrigued, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I think 
Yeah, there's literally other avenues, always. Which but song would you choose? It's not one that's out. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, so I can't talk anymore about yeah. it. <laughs> 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 I don't even. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that was interesting. And I think for me, like entertaining ideas like that can only just open so, so many more doors, right? That is yeah. further from music. So, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to us about this video. Which one? Zero budget, one okay. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did, how did it come about? Um, so it was actually for a competition that I lost. <laughs> but you're over it. Painful. That's Am fun. I over it? I don't know. Like, it's just something in the back of my mind, you know? But um, so, yeah, I, I shot it for a competition. And um, for me, it was like the first time I'd worked I'd had some concrete work with the creative director that I also found off TikTok, by the way. Um, and there was not really like a plan. It was more of like, okay, let's just do it. You know, like, let's just get out there and, and figure it out. And uh, we were shooting in between because I went to a webinar to learn more about music. No, not a webinar. What's the in-person one? Seminar. Yeah, seminar. Yeah, the yeah. seminar. Went to a seminar on music. So I shot that in the morning, went to the seminar, came back and shot the rest of it. So it was like a full day. Then we edited okay. it that same day in, it's not the, it's the, the Soho house, but not the bougie one. What's it called? 100, 100 Shoreditch. Okay. Yeah, we went to 100 Shoreditch, yeah. edited it all. And then we submitted it like the day before, the, oh, the day after. Right. Um, but the process of that was like, it was so long. It was the longest day of my life. And I remember though, I was like, whatever happens with this competition, I'm going to gain something from it. Like it's another way to promote my, like who I am. Cause I had no music out. So it was another way to promote who I was and have new people come in. And it did just that. I think having that expectation and knowing that this is what I'm going to get out of it rather than needing to say, I need to win the competition. I think sometimes it's not about the, the immense wins sometimes it's the little things that will get you to that you know big goal yeah. and yeah it was like I it did what it had to do like I had A&R's reaching out to me I had like new followers and stuff like that so yeah it definitely helped um help me get to where I, I am today I suppose it goes to show as well that you can if it comes down to it then you can shoot a music video on your phone and like you can just you can get that all done and you can get it done with your team i'm sorry i have to i have to bring it back to you saying like so your house but not the bougie one (laughs) that is hilarious i'm sorry that's affordable (laughs) (laughs) that's the lifestyle i'm living right now i'm sorry to bait you out it's so funny Listen, not everyone can afford their house. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, how you can, man. And it's it's as pre, I can't lie. If you haven't been in there, it's cute. Go on, literally. No, I think, I I, kind of think about it as um, like you're you're like practicing a muscle. You're just training a muscle Mm -hmm. in terms of like, even if you don't get that big win, the process of doing it. Exactly. It's like you're just training that muscle. So then next time you hit it, if it is a competition, you might win it or you'll learn even more Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of adding more strings to your bow kind of thing. And I think as long as the talent is always there, it's all about just ensuring that you showcase it as well as you can with what you have, right? Because you want people to listen to your art. Like that's the whole point of, you know, making music for some people. Um, So it's like just putting it out there in whatever format that you can. It's important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of, um, you know, Steve Lacey when he was uh, mm. for the internet. Didn't he record that all on that garage it's, band on his yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So it's like what you said, like you do like what you can with what you've got. Always. And 
if the intention's there, then you can make something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And it's like, it's important to not push pressure yourself into being overnight and overnight like sensation and like mm. a success because there's a lot of L's you take, like there's a lot of L's you'll take, you know, but it's, it's important that you see everything as like a, like a bigger, what's it called? Like a, you have a bigger vision of, of things. Right. And um, with every, what's it called? Win even, don't let it get to your head either. Do you right. know what I'm saying? That's when you, you do, you have to do more work essentially. So it's important that, you know, you do, you do with what you can with what you have. And also um, don't allow what you have to be a limitation as okay. well. Um, and then like grow as well, you know, as things get busier. And even if they don't like keep it as well. I think that's important. Yeah when you mentioned like you, you want to take like L's like going through mm-hmm. can you like talk to talk to us about like what's like one of the have you got any like hi, not highlights lowlights I suppose like anything where it was just like this is not any good. lessons any lessons Hard yeah lessons. turning the L's into into lessons you have to one thing is I'm not a very vocal babe right so if I'm like if I want something a particular way I can't deal with new people. Like, I can't do that. Like, because it's like, I don't want to come across as like rude or nothing. So I'm like, "Mm, sure. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm very like, sometimes too lax with trying to make things work for myself. So I think that's the hardest thing. So that's why I don't really expose myself to like, getting to know new people because it's like that's another relationship i'm gonna have to figure out you know as music and the creative scene is all about relationships and networking Mm. and sometimes that feels a bit hard to like make because some one person's thinking is transactional one person is thinking that you're best friends and you can you know get the whole world out of them so i think just maneuvering relationships has been like one of the biggest L's that I'll continually take until I figure it out. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like definitely, yeah, yeah, literally. And when you were saying like, you know, you've got your like grander vision, grander plan, which is like pushing you through, like even when you take those L's or anything like that, it kind of keeps you going. Mm-hmm. What what does that look like? What is that grander plan for you? I think the grander plan is having like my music heard like across the world, but um that in turn helping me live comfortably mm-hmm. you know my mum was asking me the other day and I don't think it, it was a question with good intentions but she's <laughs> like when you marry what we still be doing this music thing and I was like well I don't know yeah <laughs> <I> <laughs> probably <hope so>. <laughs> <laughs> literally so. but hers is probably like the financial side of it like right. will it sustain do yeah. you know what I mean? Like buying the house together. Mm. Will it sustain eventually like having kids and stuff like that? And so that's why I'm I'm trying to think of like the monetary aspect a lot more because it's like for the future that I'm I'm trying to build in a sense where I can live comfortably off this. Yeah. Um hope yeah, fingers crossed I'll get to that point. So that's the big the big vision and plan. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of that, how is the support been from like friends and family? And I know especially like when you're trying to pursue you know, creative <laughs> endeavors, yeah. you might not get the biggest support, especially when we're talking about, you know, black African Caribbean yeah. families. Mm-hmm. So how's that been for you? So my parents are Nigerian. So yeah, um, I think the support hasn't been like the 100% that I need it to be. 
Um, and the other day I was thinking like, I wish I had, you know, the TV show Empire. Like, yeah. mm. I wish I had the musical family where my mom's my manager, <laughs> dad's bossing, you know what I mean? The keyboard <laughs> and he's producing. Like, I wish, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because oh, it'd be so much cheaper as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, the support hasn't been there. But I feel, I feel like they're trying to understand. And sometimes it's like we're taking steps forward and it's like steps back because again, the financial security, that's all parents wish for for their children. And so um, I understand why they're struggling to see this as a feasible career path because I'm not making millions for them to be like comfortably, do you know what I mean? Right. Chilling and, you know, I haven't bought them a house. <laughs> I mean, to show that, do you know what I mean? It's things like that that prove kind of that I'm going to be okay. And I'm like pursuing a path that will allow them to sleep well at night and I'm not struggling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's like, you just, you want them to trust that you're making the right decision for yourself. And that yeah. in turn, like, because it's something that you love and you're working at to get better, like you will get the life that you, you know, they are wishing for you and you want for yourself. So, yeah. It seems like that life that parents can sometimes wish for their mm -hmm. like, creative kids can be like monetary. It can be very heavily like you need to be earning X amount. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry. Um, do you think that that's like consistent across the whole creative space? Do you think that there's any way to like reconcile that with the, with like being an artist do you think like i don't know how do you even deal with that like i think there's no way to because it's always in your face you know you wake up you come home you see all your you know tfl transactions you yeah, see yeah. like reality is always hidden do you get what i'm saying yeah. you yeah. can't yeah. Rough. So they try to take, yeah. they try to take 20 pound from me and i said <laughs> did i go leeds or liverpool like what's going on <laughs> what happened <laughs> and i got that money back guys you know how to, do you know how to claim your money back on tfl please no? do it what? you go on the tfl gov website yeah. and if you use contactless you can like connect your contactless to like the um the website yeah. and they can claim your refund please do that so I need important. to do that yeah because they could have been stealing from you all this time Damn. Yeah. I need to do that and get a bit of payday yeah. <laughs> all I know is one time I tapped in with one card and I tapped out with a different card and oh. it still let me through by accident oh. and then so I paid just two for two journeys oh no that, Sorry. that's on me but like I you think can, I should still yeah. can I, can, can I claim, can that claim that okay but I think they try to do this thing where you can only make three claims a year but if they're stealing your money that regularly. How many journeys? Like, <laughs> oh, please don't. Worry. <laughs> but yeah, claim your money back. Um, but as I was saying, like, there's so many, um, like, <clears throat> there's so many things that make you think about money as a mm. creative, um, especially like from skipping breakfast sometimes because. Do you know what I mean? You don't have the money to like buy the, do you know what I mean? Like there's no budget in for that. So I feel like it's very hard to not have that consciously like in the back of your mind. Um, so it, it, it's something that, it's something that will always be there, unfortunately. But um, I guess you can make, you know, I mean, the other decisions that you need to make to make it work, possibly taking another job to make ends meet do you know what i mean it's all those little sacrifices that are so unfortunate and can sometimes kill the passion of life in general right. but 
yeah, it's always going to be a reality until, you know, you're a rich babe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that resourcefulness is like important when you're starting out? Like, yeah. And just budgeting and figuring out, you know, how can we make the most of the resources that I've got right now? Yeah, it's so important. I feel like, um, like, like making the iPhone video, mm. I think things like that are, are so important because it's, it, it signifies, look, I don't have a lot. Do you know what I mean? I'm not working with a lot. But I'm trying my best mm. and that's all you can do. And I think sometimes you feel like your best is not good enough, especially when the reception isn't garage. You got what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're not hitting 1 million views from that video <laughs> after you, you put like everything into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people doing backflips in their videos. And, <laughs> do you got what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think always do the best with what you have. And that, that can never go wrong if you're consistent and persistent with that as well. Do you feel like the... I don't know what to call it, the aesthetic or the knowledge that, uh, for example, that music video was just shot on your phone. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that was like, that made it better received from like the people, from your listeners? Do you know what I mean? Do you think they were like, oh, this is so cool because I could do this. Like I've got my phone. I could make this music video. Mm, this could be me. Maybe. I, I didn't think of it like that, actually. Sometimes I cringe at that video though. Oh, really? Like, Why? Because I look so young. <laughs> I look like a baby. But, think, yeah, people yeah. can appreciate the, the intention. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. And I people I remember telling people telling it back to me and they, they made it seem so crazy. Like shot with your iPhone, like that's like amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like Cropper congratulating me for taking that step. And I was like, oh, you know, I it feels like something people do. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. But I guess sometimes it isn't, you know. Yeah. And yeah. It is that kind of thing where I don't know, you see people when it's like, I don't know, there was that shot on iPhone thing and yeah. If if it's the kind of impression, well, I get the idea that if it's the impression of I could do that too to like a general audience, mm -hmm. um, then it could hit a bit different. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. nice. You've touched on kind of you know the struggles of getting support from your family, but can you kind of supplement that with the support that you're getting from your fans? Like, how do you feel? I don't about like that? to. You. I feel like <laughs> it's amazing, you know, the support, but yeah. I don't want it to replace the emotional support that I need from, do you know what I mean? Yeah. From my family, because then lines are blurred and you know, you're bugging out. Like, I don't want to name, but someone had a show where they were bugging out because no one was saying their lyrics. Do you know what oh, I mean? Wow. Wow. So it's like, you don't want that to be like the mental, do you know what I mean? Like, so you don't want to mentally substitute the roles because they're two different things. And if people like your music, that's, that's great. The support, I'm so appreciative of it, but I don't think it will ever replace. Hmm. I don't want to say the the whole, <laughs> well, but yeah. it won't replace what I need from, you know, the right people. And so, yeah. So um, yeah. Do you feel like that whole or however you want to call it mm -hmm. is just something that you might just need to carry with you until, I don't know whether there'll be a time where it's kind of like, okay, you, I don't know, you're, you've got this successful, you made this amount of money. So, oh, you actually, we are, like we actually are supporting you in this career or something like that. I think in their own ways, you know, they're trying to support, you know, okay. through prayer, through just accepting I'm going studio and, you know, we're not having a debate about it. Right, right. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's I'm not going to be on. <laughs> slam the door. Nah, we don't slam doors in my house. Hey, God. But yeah, um, I think they, they, they do support in their own ways through yeah. just having that understanding. But yeah, I think it's... It, I think it'll probably probably proper be there when I'm living the comfortable life that they wish for me. So yeah, yeah. I think it comes from a good place, but it can just 
I think it's more difficult because I left my corporate job as well. Oh. So it's like, damn, they're like, why would you make such a decision? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why would yeah. you leave financial security and stability for an industry that they have never heard of properly? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard to come to terms with. I don't blame them. It's interesting, like, that the the idea of financial st- stability and, like, security when we're in a cost of living crisis mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to be getting much better. Uh, so it, it seems like the goalpost is always shifting. Like yeah. what, what, what is that number going to be where it's like, okay, uh, I've, I've got here mm-hmm. and I've got here being creative. Uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm good. Or like I'm, I'm comfortable. Like, I don't know. Do you think that creatives need to deal with that constant shifting goalpost? I of- think that's when, uh, you know, looking at expenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the economy, it's, it's crazy to buy a house right now. But it's like possibly trying to make that a goal. Do you know what I mean? In the near future of like saving towards that. Mm. So that it's like, you, okay, you've got the house sorted. Do you know what I mean? Somewhere to live sorted. Obviously it's not easy because, no. you know, your salary one day will not may not be the same the next. Right. You might have been cut from your job. Like there's so many um unfortunate situations that can happen Mm. but i think in the back of your mind like making the sacrifices to have the things you need to live are so important um it's like (laughs) people telling me to learn how to drive babe are you gonna pay for the car (laughs) like are you gonna pay for the petrol like it's all these things where like that's not a need right now do you know what i'm saying like it's waiting a little bit like figuring what you need now and what you really want to have in the future and having everything align and maybe like if you're a freelancer charging a little bit more but also making sure that the the work is up to that level do you get what i'm saying is mm-hmm. it's making those decisions now so that like your future is a little bit more solid and if that goalpost shifts maybe you have a little more extra in case of that do you yeah. get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like for the rainy day people, like i don't save for a rainy day like because it's always raining for me yeah i mean yeah hopefully <laughs> Yeah, that would be something. <laughs> oh man, that would be something. I mean, that's that's kind of the point. It's always raining. So how can like it's it's difficult being a creative when mm-hmm. like the amount of money that you that you're making can always be changing. The amount of money that you need to make to mm-hmm. be st- like financially stable yeah. or have any idea of financial stability is always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the price of everything is just going up and up and up. Yeah. Um, it can be difficult. Do you think that there's any? I know you said that you, you kind of need to prioritize what you're spending money on. Do you mm-hmm. also need to prioritize or like manage your like goals in terms of like finances? Like I want to buy this house. Maybe I need to like shoot for this one instead. Yeah. That kind of thing. I think, yeah, that probably like managing your expectations, but also talk to people. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of creatives who, you know, may have found like a cheap, what's it called? A place to stay, to rent for a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the sad thing about creatives, we don't talk a, a lot about money and like what mm-hmm. we're earning and how we're managing and sustaining everything. Like it just seems like a hush hush, you know, mm-hmm. people, every creative looks rich these days, you know, got to tell Feezy bag, got the Uggs <laughs> like, all of that. Every creative looks rich. So it's like, there's that. no, but it's true. It creates that intimidation of, okay, I probably should not ask you this because, when yeah. he's clearly not in the same salary bracket for even for us to have a discussion. So I think, yeah, kind of alleviating all those 
like fears and just coming to each other honestly and being like, okay, I'm a little broke right now. Like, what do I do? You mm. know, I think it's important that we have a, a sense of mentorship within our communities so that like everyone is helping everyone figure yeah, it out. Sure. It's not just me making my own way. Making my way? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me making my own way in yeah. this, you know. We're all trying to get through it together. I think that's important. We need a For little sure. bit more For of sure. that. I think we've spoken a lot about kind of the monetary goals mm-hmm. and the material goals of, you know, a, a career in music. But outside of that, what is what, what does success look like to you? Outside of music? No, just outside of, you know, the money and the fame that might come with, you know, being an artist. Um, I think it's just, like I said, building that community of people who understand the music, um, yeah. who uh, relate to me. But I think it's also the fulfillment within in, in here you know mm, yeah. I think it's like okay this is building this started off in my bedroom and now people are coming to watch me like it's 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 little things like that that are just like okay we're in the right path we're building this is you know this is success it's no longer restricted to your room like we're taking this to a real studio um we're playing live instruments in the studio do you get what I'm saying so I think those are the successes for me really yeah it's like that sense of momentum that's going somewhere it's very sentimental yeah yeah yeah, a lot of people don't realize how far they've come i think because you're chasing something that is so far ahead in your journey you don't realize all the incremental kind of steps you've made Mm -hmm. kind of along the way so it's been really cool to see that especially with you Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Don't get up too much. Um how how does your faith like factor into your music? Oh. You've spoken about it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about your parents supporting you through prayer. Yeah. How how much does your faith like It's so important to me. And I feel like one thing I was thinking about is how much the world can make you feel so inadequate and disposable. But then when things are going well, you're praised and it's like everyone loves you. Mm. It's that, you know, shaky identity crisis that you're, you know, balancing out. It's one minute, like you're so unimportant. The next, oh my gosh, like people like you and rate you. And I think what my faith does is it anchors me to like, God always loves me. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever I do is good enough because I have a father who cares for me. And I think it's having that foundation that has helped a little bit like I'm not saying I'm perfect and I'm the most confident person in the world but it's helped me not try not to care about what people think too much it's understanding that this this path that I'm taking is between me and my faith and everything else is just a bonus you know like everything else is is noise sometimes it's positive noise sometimes it's good noise but I think my faith anchors me to who I'll always be and um which is blessed you know what I mean like everything is a blessing like I try and look at like life like that because it just it helps me get through the day and it helps it helps me like figure things out and everything but like I said it's the identity that in my faith that just helps me maneuver through this creative space where people are so wishy-washy and flaky yeah. when you're you know the trending topic or when you fall at the bottom of the list like do you get what I'm saying so yeah I think it's important that for me in that aspect it's beautiful. It kind of gives you that stability in yeah. that, an industry that's so volatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can yeah. meet so many different kinds yeah. of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with like the virality thing, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's virality doesn't carry your career. Mm-hmm. And you can just you can not be like on anyone's mind the next day. Sometimes I think about people who blew up on TikTok and it's like 
there's less interest now, like a year ago compared to now. Mm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can imagine how that must feel. If, you know what I mean? Like one minute people are all in your face and the next minute they're not there. So like, yeah, my faith gives me so much stability. Definitely. Definitely. It's good to hear. I think it's necessary. Like, yeah. Everyone gets that anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Cool. All right. Do you have anything you want to say? Put people on? Where can I find you? Oosh. Um, <laughs> what's my Instagram? I can't even remember off head. Um, okay. I I T no, because it's like it's so many words and letters. So it's eventually just whatever. But it's um at I T S L U U L U U underscore. That's my Instagram. Um and YouTube if you search my new releases, which is yesterday's, um, by Lulu full stop, and then you save me as well. We'll drop um, one in the description. Yeah. yeah. Then the second song, sorry, is yesterday's featuring the joy. My faves. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank Amazing. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for having Great me. Oh, yeah. thanks. Stop <laughs> up, stop up, stop up. <laughs>